Well, hello there, it's Coach Jessica. It feels like it has been a really long time since I've come on and recorded a podcast. You know how time just kind of gets away from you. I'll tell you, there has been so many topics that I'm like, oh, I should record this, and I just haven't. But I feel like I'm in a space right now where I've got a topic that I just really wanted to share with all of you guys. And it's called EQ over IQ. So I want you to think about that for a second. EQ over IQ. So I want to actually start off by telling you a a little story about myself. So many, many, many years ago when I was in college, um, I I was in school full time. I also worked full time. I was actually the head chef at the college and I just, I I tried balancing it all. Um, Sometimes I'd take you know, early morning classes. Sometimes I take evening classes. Um, I I really tried to plan when my classes were around my work schedule. And there were so many times when I would run into a class in my full chef's uniform and I'd sit down and the professor would look over and say, hey, great lunch today. Thanks so much. Um, It's just kind of how, you know, how college was for me. I was just very, very busy. Well, as I was getting really close to graduating, I received a letter that I was going to be honored by whoever. I I can't remember what the letter said, but that I was going to be honored and there's a special banquet and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, I knew I was at the top in my class and I, I was like, well, why would they be honoring me? I was thinking about IQ and a phone call changed all that for me. Um, the, the person on the other phone, on the other line, don't know who they were, but basically they were like, um, no, they really want to honor you. And this is like special, like you're like one of the honored guests. Can you please come? And I was like, oh, really me? So I went and it was, it was such an incredible honor. Um, what my uh, professors actually nominated me for was the top student in the business school. And it wasn't because of the high grades. Um, I I did end up, I think, with it like a 3.8 something, whatever. But it was because of all of the other things that I did. Um, I, I just, I had to balance it all. And they saw the amount of effort that I put into not only my job, but also my classes. And even the team events, um, like where, you know, the, the kind of the last year in college, you really do a lot of like group projects. And I made sure that I was very, very, much a part of that. And I, you know, as I look back at this, I think about, you know, was it my IQ or my EQ? And I, I'd like to think that it was my EQ that my college professors were honoring me for. And I will tell you over my career, I've seen so many people come and go. And yes, even myself, I have come and gone from different positions too. And it's not because of the work itself. It's because of the people. Have you seen that too? I'm guessing you have. Um, I think we've all seen people come and go. And it's not necessarily because of their IQ. It was because of their EQ. A college professor um, actually profoundly impacted me when I was in college. He was one of the business professors and his name was Mr. Cooper. He was a businessman way before he started teaching. He had the real world experience and I soaked it up. There are so many things that I took from Mr. Cooper, um, things that I still use to this day, 20, over 20 years later. He had such an impact on me. Um, 
one of those things, and I, I actually want to share it with you because it really goes hand in hand with EQ over IQ. And he said, there is a Bob at every job. Think about that one for a second. There is a Bob at every job. So who's your Bob? Bob may be really smart, but he pushes all the wrong buttons with people and people get tired of it. I I can't tell you how many different people I've seen, people who've, like I said, have come and gone um, that were Bobs. Um, You know, they may have been really smart, but gosh, they just pushed me in ways that I'm like, I can't do this. And that's part of the reason why I, yes, I have left different positions because of it. You know, Bob, excuse me, Bob relies on his IQ and not his EQ. So I know you're probably thinking, Coach Jess, okay, I get IQ. I've seen that before. IQ, intelligent quotient. It's like this number that like you take this test and it's how you can do math, how you can do science, if you can read, what is your intellectual quotient? But EQ is your emotional quotient. And This is exactly what we're talking about. EQ, your emotional quotient. Um, One person that I look up to, and I love so many of her quotes is Maya Angelou. And she said, people will will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And this certainly holds true in business. People buy emotions, not products. People rally around missions not responsibilities. And entrepreneurs take on incredible challenges because of passion, not because of logic. I mean, think about the last ad that you saw. Was it the product or was it also how it made you feel about yourself or how you could feel using that product? Think about the team. Does the team rally around like how many customer service cases they can close? No, they rally around missions. excuse me, frog in my throat. They rally around the mission. They rally around like, what is the result of the work? Success follows people who demonstrate a high degree of emotional intelligence or EQ. And did you know that EQ can be learned, developed, and refined? And individuals with high EQ can speak to the soul of another person and ultimately influence their behavior. Like at work, EQ trumps IQ every single day of the week. EQ is really the way that we handle our emotions and it will determine our success. So I want you to think back to Bob. Yeah, take Bob. Did Bob have the IQ or the EQ? Was he relying on his IQ to trump EQ? Yep not going to happen. So let's take Bob. And I want to share with you some of the experiences, just a few (laughs) of some of the Bobs that I've had at my jobs. Okay. Bob got ticked off one too many times. And when somebody with less experience than him got the promotion, he quit. And guess what? We were all happy about it because he was the Bob at the job. Okay. Another Bob, he couldn't control his emotions when it came to feeling disrespected by other coworkers but it was very much a perceived disrespect because the other coworkers didn't see it as being disrespect. And those emotions took him down a path that he could not recover from. Another Bob, yeah, there's another one. 
He found it difficult to compartmentalize things outside of work with the things inside of work. Hmm. Have you ever seen that happen before? <laughs> like those outside factors just creeped into work and his emotional control got the best of him. And of course, he's no longer with the company. Okay, another Bob was so upset when the company dress code policy changed. <clears throat> Insert any policy. <laughs> he had different opinions and he let those opinions be known both aggressively and I'm sure passive aggressively. And he let this small little impact change his work. He'd really been a team player and a lot of people really looked up to him. But as this situation unfolded, his stock started to take a deep downhill turn. And ultimately, he just couldn't get past it and left over a dress code policy. So do you have a Bob in your life? <laughs> I think you can all say, oh my gosh, I, yes, there's a Bob. This is the Bob. This is what this person is doing. And guarantee you, it is not the IQ that you're pinpointing. It is the EQ. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question. Are you the Bob? You know, we can look back over our careers, no matter how long or short they are, and we can see the people that we've interacted with and probably score their EQ on a chart and chart it against the success that they had in that business. It is a direct correlation. Your EQ, your emotional quotient, how you handle your emotions will determine your success in business. So if EQ is so important, how do we increase it? So I want to give you just like the definition of what EQ is. And I hope that it leads you to a little bit better understanding. So emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Emotional intelligence helps you build stronger relationships, succeed, and achieve goals. It can also help you connect with your feelings and turn intention into action. Like I've said before, do the do. You know, if you look at that entire thing, positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, diffuse conflict, build stronger relationships, succeed, achieve goals, turn intention into action. Aren't those all a huge piece about how you work and how you, especially you work with others? Emotional intelligence is comprised of these four things. And if you can start being self-aware and really assessing where you're at on this, then you can start making the little steps that intention turn into action. So the first thing that emotional intelligence is comprised of is self-management. And self-management is the ability to control your impulsive feelings and behaviors, manage your emotions in healthy ways, take initiative, follow through on commitments, and adapt to changing circumstances. Um, in the business that I'm in, we are constantly pivoting. I feel like Ross on Friends with the great big huge couch. I'm carrying this great big huge load going up the stairs and I'm yelling, pivot! <laughs> it's just like you have to change and adapt to circumstances. And if you don't, and you don't control your feelings and behaviors because of it, yeah, that EQ is going to go downhill. The second one is self-awareness. Self-awareness is really your ability to recognize your own emotions and how they affect your thoughts and behaviors. You know your strengths and your weaknesses and you have self-confidence. 
I have seen in my teams um, time and time again, when people recognize each other's strengths and they'll go to them and ask for help, especially to overcome their own personal weaknesses and vice versa, where if you see somebody struggling, I've seen my team members jump in and say, hey, do you know what? I think I might have an idea of how to do this. And it's not done in a way that it's like, let me do it for you. It's like, hey, I think I've got a way to help you on this. There's just a little bit of a softness that comes and gosh, it goes a long way. The third um, part of emotional intelligence is social awareness. Social awareness means that you have empathy. You can understand the emotions, needs, and concerns of other people. You can pick up on their emotional cues. You make them feel comfortable socially and recognize the power dynamics in the group. Um, you know, it's really like seeing like what's going on and how can you help help calm people's nerves? How can you help bring you know, greater understanding to the problem that's in front of you and that you show that there's a true concern for people? And the last one is relationship management. And it's really knowing how to develop and maintain good relationships is communicating clearly, inspiring and influencing others, working well in a team and managing conflict. Um, This goes not only just in a work environment, but also in our homes, in our personal relationships. It's how do you maintain those relationships and really communicate well with each other? You know, if you can, again, think of these four things, self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, and relationship management, it really is important. And I think you can see the correlation between success and a high EQ. Okay, now back to Bob. Any Bob. Bob didn't display these things. He didn't display self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, or relationship management. I could go on and on and on about so many times where I've I've had employees or coworkers that I just like want to shake them and be like, oh my gosh, are you not seeing what this? <laughs> and it's so hard because I'm like, gosh, I just want I, I just want you to understand, like, come on, have a little bit of self-awareness or social awareness or relationship management or self-management, whatever it may be. So like back to the question, how can we increase our EQ. There's a couple of things like now that you know what it's about and you can like, again, self-reflect. That's the first thing is one reflection, reflecting on the situations we've seen other people struggle through, reflecting on the situations where we've struggled, um, really taking a look at like in, in a situation where maybe it was like a little bit tough. How was our self-management? How was our self-awareness? Were we socially aware? Were we working on those relationships? So reflection, like actually taking the time to reflect on it. The next one is being humble. You know, everybody fails at some point and everybody falls. You know, failure is part of the equation. It's not the exception. I have learned the very, very most from my failures. And I have been able to have so many coworkers and and team members and employees that will help me get back up and not want to knock me down further. That part of the EQ is what keeps me doing what I do best. And I know that if I do fail, not if, when I do fail, (laughs) that I've got people around me that are going to help me. Winston Churchill once said, success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. 
and that is EQ. It is that self-management piece, understanding and knowing that failure is part of the equation. It is not the exception. And the last thing is understand that nothing is simple. There are so many complexities to success. Each and every decision has both positive and negative consequences. And because every single one of us have different views of the problem, it means that we're going to do things a little bit differently. I may do them differently than my coworker who does it different than her coworker who does it different than his coworker. We all see things just a little bit different, but when we can have empathy and understanding and, you know, that really good communication, when we all come to the table to try to solve the problem, it's going to help it a little bit more. It's not simple, but again, that EQ is going to help you understand where those other people are coming from so that you can include their knowledge, their piece of the puzzle to help make the very best decision possible. You know, this has been on my mind for a while now, um, thinking about EQ and really thinking about success. Um, I have seen many employees who've had an incredibly, incredible um, IQ. They have the technical skills, but it is the EQ that has ultimately taken them down. So I hope this has helped you and I encourage you to self-reflect, be humble, understand that failures are part of the equation and that nothing is simple. And with that, we'll see you all next time.